The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed who the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah, Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there's two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area there. On the right side of the page is where we are, and all you got to do is click on the play button, blow up whatever device you've got there, and then look in the bottom right-hand corner for the Rumble icon. Join us, Click on that and join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. 
That's our channel. And then we're also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, and a number of Facebook pages that bear my name, as well as Twitch with Real Tim Brown and Twitter with The Real Tim Brow. Leave off the N and add a two there, The Real Tim Brow 2 on Twitter. And we're streaming across all those platforms. And as I'm made aware that other ones that we can stream to, we'll do that as well. Okay. All right. Uh, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter that comes out once a day between seven and eight Eastern. And if you'll sign up for that, I think it helps us some because sadly, even our emails are being censored. Um, most of the time when Bradley sends me something, it ends up in the spam. There's a, there's times where it comes through and there's other times where it doesn't. And now I'm getting flooded. I told you the other day, I'm getting flooded with spam. So I don't know, I don't know what Google is doing there, uh, but it's not working the way it used to. So anyway, uh, you can get that once an evening. And then if you want our ministry email, you want to know what's going on in the Sons of Liberty, sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign up right there on the front of the page. And then finally, if you agree with our message, you would like to keep us out there doing what we're doing. There's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, and we do appreciate you guys very, very much. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I think about the Apostle Paul, and he <clears throat> wanted to be full-time in what he was doing and taking the message of the gospel to the Gentiles. And as the funds were available, he was, you know, full-blown steam ahead, right? And uh, But when it wasn't, he resorted to making tents. That was that was what his trade was. And he did that, and he didn't stop ministering. He just wasn't able to do it in the manner that he was before. So there's a difference in how we can do things if, if the funds are there to keep us doing what we're doing versus when they're not. So we really do appreciate you guys uh, in, in your support for us. We really do. Now, <clears throat> there's a couple of things. I want to give you a little update. And uh, the reason things are just for you guys who come in early, uh, during the pre-show music and stuff like that. The reason there's no pre-show music and the reason things started like really late, uh, got up, set everything up, testing out the sound, didn't have no sound, couldn't play videos, nothing. And uh, so I had to reboot the computer again. Uh, so that was that was the trouble. It was on my end. I don't know why. I, again, go to bed. Everything works fine. Turn the computer on. Shit. Who needs computers? I mean, they're great little tools. Don't get me wrong. But they can they can be a problem uh, when when they need to be, I guess. So anyway, uh, we, we got it worked out and everything, and that's good. All right, so yesterday's show, <clears throat> for those who didn't know or don't know, we were talking about a, a lady up in um, uh, New York, okay? And <clears throat> this lady, let me see, just want to make sure I get her name. Elizabeth Harding Weinstein, okay, she had, she was trying to get custody of her children uh, because of some allegations she was making against her husband, who is a prominent New York attorney. And in the midst of that, this attorney husband of her, hers, uh, had her committed, yeah, to one of those little padded cells, you know, in a psych ward. No psych evaluation, not that that's the government's thing. You know, we can talk about that kind of stuff. That's fine. Uh, but it's not the government's job to tell us whether somebody is mentally ill or not. 
I do not want people who are mentally ill by the definition that we see in Romans 1 who've been turned over to a reprobate mind. I do not want those people determining whether or not me and my family or you and your family or my neighbors are somehow mentally ill. I don't want that. And it shouldn't be done. It's not their place to determine those kinds of things. Okay? Especially concerning liberty. It's not their place for that. So <clears throat> there was supposed to be a hearing at 10.30 in the morning yesterday for Ms. Weinstein. We put out the link. A lot of you guys sat in there like I did, just logged into the, the, the video conference. And for hours, literally, folks, for hours, they just let it go. It was like 3.30 or 4 o'clock before they actually started the hearing. And some of you stayed. Thank you for staying. Because Eric uh, sent me some messages, and um, he said it did make a difference. Once they started, you couldn't hear the sound either. And Eric called down to the clerk and said, hey, what's going on? Because obviously the people in the video chat could hear each other, but the people who were dialing in on the link that we sent you guys couldn't hear squat. So, long story short, let me give you just a little bit of an update here. <clears throat> and I spoke with Eric last night. He said that they didn't give her the six-month thing where they're going to drug her up and then bring her back in, which was a good thing, but that they would hear her in the future. Now, he says, Tim, he says, this tells me they're a little concerned that so many people were in there, that so many people were watching what they were doing, because usually what they'll do is they'll come out and they'll say, okay, we're going to see you back here in two weeks, three weeks, or give a date or something like that. He said they didn't do any of that. They said... We'll come back here on Wednesday and determine when, you know, we're going to have you back and this, that, and the other. And he says, I think they're scrambling. And Eric's been doing this for a while. He says, I really think they're scrambling uh, for because of the amount of people and how they're going to cover it up. He says they may end up tossing this out, but I guess we'll see. That's going to be tomorrow, he said. He said it'll be on Wednesday. So in the meantime, now I'm going to put this up here. Uh, don't have... Okay, good. I don't have his phone number showing, but this is the texts. But I'm going to have it up on here in case you guys want to go back and you want to follow up with this because calls are, are need to be made on behalf of this lady to several people. So I'm going to put this up so that you guys who are watching it, you can pause it. Uh, you can go back to it after the show or whatever the case may be. This is the text that I got from Eric. <clears throat> And I'm going to read it out to you guys on the radio. If you want to go back and you're wanting to be a part of this, like many of you were yesterday, then uh, please feel free to go to Rumble, look for Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and then look for the one on Operation Choke Point 2.0. And uh, you can scrub through. All you got to do is grab that little, that little ball on that green line at the bottom of the video and drag it till you get to this place. Okay. And it should be, it probably will be a minute or two long. So you should be able to find it pretty easy. It'll be a black screen with some writing on it. These people need to be called. Executive Director of Rockland is Janet Monroe. Her number is 845 359 1000, extension 8004. Uh, the Director of Risk, of Risk Most, is Janice Campbell. 845-359-1000, and I'm going, to, I'm going to assume the way he's got this written, the extension is 7769. The current judge issuing void orders is Rolf Thompson. I believe he was in there. He was one of the guys on the top of the video 
uh, deal that we were watching yesterday. 845-483-8353 and 845-483-8332. The district attorney, 914-589-9314. Um, and I don't know how this is all getting mixed up here, how he put it out to me. Dr. Herman, who is trying to drug Ms. Weinstein with uh, toxic illegal drugs, 845-680-8308. And Dr. Robin Hamilton, 212-595-4483. And then two more. The Sheriff of Rockland County, Louis Falco, 845 638-5400. And then finally, he had uh, the Archbishop up there in New York, Timothy Dolan, if you want to reach out to him. Timothy Dolan at arch, A-R-C-H-N-Y dot org. Telephone number is 212-371-1000. Now, all of those are there so that you guys can, again, you know, do your thing out there. I mean, you were great yesterday. Many of you were messaging me. Hey, when's this thing going to start? You got any sound? Is anybody there? So I know people were in there and praise the Lord for that. Again, this is how we're going to fight back, if you will, together, not alone. If we're, if we're doing it alone, then there's nothing wrong with doing some, some fighting on your own. Okay. I'm not saying that, but if you're just all there by yourself, you know, God didn't create a church out of one person, did he? Nope. Well, he created it out of Christ. Don't get me wrong. But the church doesn't exist as one person. It is a body with many parts. And all of those parts are useful to the body. And when one part hurts, what does the Bible say? Well, the whole body hurts. So this is a way whereby the assembly, the church, the ecclesia, the people of God, are able to fight together as a body. Not as a finger, not as a liver, not as an eyeball, not as a mouth, as a body. They're able to work together. I think this is what Bradley means when he says, we can do this together. Okay? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm getting a, a message a little late. Cheyenne on uh, Rumble, you still got, no, got, not, got, got, got any sound? Hmm. I guess I'm asking that if you don't have sound, you, <laughs> you won't be able to answer me. Anyway, just wanted to encourage you guys and thank you. I don't even know the lady, and I was in there for all those hours. I think I was in there to like 5.30 or something, 5 or 5.30. And I couldn't hear either, but the point was, was for us to be there to let them know we see what you're doing. There's a lot of people who see what you're doing. And uh, Eric may come back on and give us an update once things go through tomorrow. Uh, but I wanted to let you guys know that uh, it was a it was a it was a pretty big deal. Now today, I'm wanting to uh, address a couple of things here concerning some of the stories we've been hearing about. And so you guys might be familiar with this story. Like I said, I, I think the audience is is a, a smart, well informed audience. You're not dummies. You know these things. Um. Sometimes we share new information with you that you haven't heard. We are, you know, one show a day, so we're not covering a bazillion things. Uh, but we do do we do do a lot more on uh, SonsLibertyMedia.com. 
One of the things, though, is what's going on concerning the Second Amendment. And forgive me, I did want to bring up the Rumble channel because I, I had a couple of things um, that I wanted to, to share with you guys. Uh, this, let's see, this is... Um, yeah, you'll you'll you guys are really really uh, appreciate this stuff. Now, uh, actually, I'm going to give you a couple of them since uh, since I've got them open. This is out in Trafalgar Square. Remember all those Muslim immigrants that were coming into Europe? Yep. Well, a lot of them have settled right there in London. We've done stories not only in London but in Germany where they're actually kicking people out of their own houses and housing immigrants in there. They were filling up the hotels with them, just like they're doing here. And the same people are behind it. They're behind where they sent these infiltrators in there to upset and create chaos within the country. Apparently, <laughs> the World Cup didn't go the way they wanted, or it did go the way they wanted. I don't watch that stuff. I don't watch the, the football. And I'm talking about the European-style football, the, the soccer, what we call soccer here. I don't watch it. But this is this was going on in Trafalgar Square the other night. Take a look at what these cops are having to deal with. All right, I'm going to turn the music down because it's annoying. But here's the cops. Look at all the trash. This is what this is how these people live. They are trashy. Okay, they are trashy, and I mean that in the non-South trailer park kind of term. This is what they're doing. And here's the cops. They're all surrounded, getting in their little bunch. I mean, if that crowd wanted to rush them, they would crush them. They just would crush them. But these are the immigrants who are coming into England here and acting like they're from Chicago or something. Or Philly. You know, when, when the basketball team or the hockey team or the football team wins or whatever, and they go and they literally just trash the whole city, their own city, they trash it. It makes no sense to me. I don't get it. I win the lottery, so I'm going to burn my house down. <laughs> or burn somebody else's car. Or it, it makes no sense to me why these people behave the way they do. It really doesn't. It, it shows you the depravity of man. And the depravity of man makes no sense. I think many of us can testify to that when our parents will say, well, why did you do that? And you go, I don't know. I don't know. And for the life of you, when you say it, you're as honest as me. I don't know why I did it. I, di I didn't even give it a thought. I just did it. Same thing with these people. Now, if you're... <clears throat> I got two more quick videos, and then we're going to get to our point here. If you're familiar with uh, the Rothschilds, right? And uh, bloodlines and how these people think about that stuff. It's just, it's crazy. I, I tell you what, it, to me... It is a very, it is a satanic impersonation of what God did in Jesus Christ. Because God was concerned with the bloodline in that. Because his promises came through that line. And we see that laid out in the gospel of Matthew. And we see it in another gospel where we're seeing the family line of Jesus given until his birth. 
And why is that? Well, because God made a promise specific to Adam when he said, when he told Adam and Eve, he says, you know, uh, that the, the, the Savior is going to come, the Proto-Evangelion, what we call the first gospel was given. When he says the Christ will come, he's going to come, and he's going to crush the head of the serpent, and the serpent's going to bruise his heel. Remember that? That's in Genesis 3, I think, 15 uh, or so. And <clears throat> so he gives that promise. Later on, he will reiterate that promise to Abraham, that through his seed, that is Christ, that's what we read in the book of Galatians. Paul is very clear that the promise is of Christ blessing the nations, and that Christ is going to come through the loins of Abraham, which we see in the gospel. He lays that out. God goes on to reiterate throughout history to King David that the Christ would come. And through Solomon and through others and through the prophets, he was saying he's going to come. Here's how he's going to be here. He's going to be born in this city. He's going to be doing these kinds of things. His mother's going to be a virgin, all of these kinds of things. And what happens? Jesus comes. But these people have such a twisted view of bloodlines now, which there's no need for it. The Christ has come. If you're in Christ, guess what? You are his. There's no need for all this pedigree and bloodlines. There's just not a need for it. The reality is here. We're not looking for something to come. We have seen that the Christ has come. So here's Jacob Rothschild. And um, boy, yeah, this is, when you talk about inbreds, this is what these people are. Take a listen. I think it should come on. Well, maybe it's blocked out. Hang on. Uh, okay, here's a little problem. Let's see if we can get the sound up. And then let's see if we can back up just a little bit. Here we go. And Baron James, who is head of the Paris branch and the youngest of the five sons of our actual Rothschild, gave an astonishingly uninhibited description of the 19th century Rothschild policy of keeping it in the family. I'll quote to you from what he wrote and make this laugh. In our family, we've always tried to keep love in the family. <laughs> in this sense, it was more or less understood since childhood that children would never think of marrying outside the family so that our fortune would never leave it. <laughs> you couldn't write that today. <laughs> oh, it's a jolly good time. and Our fortune won't be going away because we're going to be inbreds. Yes, that's what I said. I said it in a different way, but you know what I meant. This is what this is how these guys behave. This is how they behave, and um, if they're this wicked to do this, what else do you think they're going to put their money to? What do you, what do you think they're going to be bringing these things towards? They're going to be bringing them towards their good, but not for you because you're not in the family. You're not in the family. I guess uh, Jacob thinks he's uh, Archie Bunker or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway. And then on a good note, I don't know if you guys have heard, over in the Netherlands, they are now trying, they're attempting now to just simply take the farmer's land. That stuff is still going on, by the way. We haven't covered any of it or played some videos in a while. But I was, I was getting some videos the other day, 
And um, <clears throat> here's one of them. Uh, I think they're getting ready for their winter celebrations here, but uh, it's kind of cool. They've they've lit up all their, their tractors and things. And uh, just for those, it's kind of cool. You know, these guys are, are driving around and they got lights all over their tractors. They definitely want to be seen in their protest against what their government is trying to do to them. What's happening in the Netherlands is no different than what happens in South, South uh, Africa. Where they're trying to come and they're trying to take the farmers' lands. Uh, but I think it's kind of cool. There's a little bit of, I guess, holiday spirit, whatever. But these guys are still out there doing their protests, not willing to give up their land to government. And why Why is government going after it? I can tell you why they're going after it. They're going after it because the idea, as Klaus Schwab said, is you'll have nothing and be happy. That's what, that's what the whole agenda is. And they're pushing this climate kind of zero carbon stuff to say we're going to take all your stuff while they live literally high on the hog they live they live literally high on the hog they are doing the very things they're telling you not to do they're flying in private jets they're flying in big jets they're driving big suvs all this kind of stuff that's supposed to be blah 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 bad for the environment not the case if they believed it they'd do otherwise wouldn't they if they really believe that but they don't believe it so that's the whole point Okay. All right. Now, what I want to do is I want to take up this um, this little deal with uh, Operation Choke Point and um, 2.0. That's what I'm calling it because the first one happened under the usurper Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka. Okay. And what they did was was they set out to um, have guidelines for alleged creditors. Now, that's a whole nother show. Because the fact of the matter is, everyone listening to me, you are the real creditor. All credit that is given in the United States is based on you. It's based on me. We don't have constitutional money. Constitutional money, according to the Constitution, is gold and silver, and that's to pay for the debts within the states. What do you inquire every time you go to the cash register and you say, I want to buy this? They put it up there. They ring it up. You're agreeing to pay for that. That is a debt. And you give them what? Do you give them payment for the debt? Nope. You give them a IOU. I promise to pay this debt. That's what Federal Reserve notes are. That's what legal tender is that's meant written on there. It's not an actual payment. People just think it's an actual payment. And so what Obama and company did in their DOJ, they said, okay, we're going to define certain things as risky and we're going to allow, uh, we want to encourage banks and credit cards not to fund it. So they had things like uh, uh, we had some, uh, a lot of gun dealers who got caught in that. Uh, there were certain people who produced, I think, uh, certain pharmaceuticals and things of that nature. Uh, there were sex workers. There was, a, there was a number of things that were listed in which they said, okay, this is risky, so if this comes through, we're not going to have any of it. So just to give you a, a picture, this is going back to uh, 2015. 
Um, this was when the Senate Judiciary Committee considered a nomination of Operation Choke Point Overlord. So I'm going to I'm just going back a few years here and just reminding you, most of you will know this. I, again, I don't think that I'm telling uh, many of my audience anything new per se. But here's here's what we here's what we saw at that time. It said the Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing on the nomination of Stuart F. Delery for the position of Associate Attorney General of the United States. If confirmed, Delery would become the third ranking official in the United States Department of Justice behind the Attorney General and the Deputy Attorney General. Delery has been serving as acting Associate Attorney General since September of 2014. So he had been in there a little over a year. Uh, the NRA had was seriously troubled. And by the way, you know, the NRA has done some good things in the past, but they dropped the ball on a bunch. They've compromised our rights. For a Second Amendment group, they've compromised our rights quite a bit. Okay? But they were troubled by Delery's nomination because of his supervisory role over DOJ's scandalous Operation Choke Point. Fortunately, committee members had some tough questions for him on this point. Well, tough questions mean nothing. If you're going to put on your WWE mask and scream and shout and holler and flex your muscles, but you're not going to do what you need to do. Delery's unconvincing denials and platitudes in response demonstrate that he does not take seriously the harm, o uh, the harm OPC, whether intentionally or not, caused to legitimate businesses. Oh, he, no, he takes it seriously. That's what they're doing. That's what they want to do. They want to hurt those businesses. That's the whole point. The fact that the Obama administration continued... Let me just say it this way. The fact that people still think that there are people who are in government who clearly have an anti-American, anti-Christian, and I'm not saying that America is necessarily equal with Christian. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is an anti-American, anti-Christian mindset And they're, they don't know what they're doing. They're not aware of how much harm. No, they're aware. They'll, they're aware. They know. That's why they're there, to inflict that harm. I don't know why people don't want to see that. I don't know why they want to make excuses. And this is why we pointed out on both sides of the political aisle, whether it's Democrats, whether it's Republicans, my goodness, whether it's an independent. We put the law in place, and when I say when I say the law, I when I say we put or we put it in place, our forefathers put the Constitution in place for them, not for us. We have the moral law of God. That's that's all we're bound to. Is the moral law of God? We're to do that which is good and which is right and which is holy, which is found in the commandments of God. Period. But the constitutional law says to you guys, remember I read that passage out of Timothy the other day, right? Remember that? I read that out of, out of uh, uh, Timothy, and Paul says the law is good, or it's, it's lawful, if it's used lawful, right? And who's it made for? What's made for lawbreakers? Think about that a second and then take the Constitution over and say, this is made for you guys who, who want to break the law. It says no. But here's the problem. The Constitution is a piece of paper and some ink. 
It doesn't get up and say, hey, you guys were doing this. That. No, it just stands there as a testimony against them that they're violating the, the law that is supposed to bind them. The enforcers are you and me. And I had some Yahoo pop in rumble. Um, it was clearly a troll. I don't mind if people disagree with me. We have back and forths in there. You can go see some of that. Uh, but this person was clearly a troll because all they did was ad hom. It was There was no substantive criticism or anything. And uh, they got in there and they said something about that particular issue. And I had to correct them. They said, you're talking about a militia and you're talking about this, that, and the other. Which, by the way, let me address one more thing in the midst of this. I had this guy. He called into Bradley's show. Uh, Michael Hahn, I think was his name. Send me his books. I got your books, Michael. I'm, I'm going to go through them when I get time. <laughs> but Michael wanted to say, oh, you guys are off. Romans 13 says that you're supposed to submit to the authorities. Any authority. doesn't matter. You're not supposed to fight back. And It's like when I read stuff like that, I go, Michael, did you just take Romans 13 completely, at, not only out of the context, but out of the context of the whole Bible? How do you not fear, or excuse me, let me change that. How do you not be concerned over those who are in authority, whether they're a king or a representative or president or whatever, and they start just moving openly to kill people? Are you supposed to submit to that? How does that line up with the command, you shall not murder? You're supposed to just let that go on? Huh? You're, you seem like a smart guy. Are you supposed to do that? I, I, that doesn't make any sense. makes no sense. So, again, a little biblical literacy would help out in these matters to understand what the believer is supposed to do. Now, with that said, I'm just taking you back there with this guy, Delery, a little bit. But the point was, is they were targeting uh, all these different things. Now, frankly, I think they mixed in a lot of different business models into this Operation Choke Point. That um, it was, it was kind of like hiding something. Uh, any of you guys ever read these stories, seen these films, or whatever? Where you've got a target that you're going to, the, the, the bad guy's got a target he's going to take out. But he shoots two or three or four or five other people around this target. So it doesn't look like it was targeted on this person. It looks like just some guy, crazy guy, and he's mass shooting. You, ever, you guys ever read or seen any of that stuff? Yep. Okay. That's kind of what I think here. The Obama administration didn't have a problem with certain drugs, they didn't have a problem with. Uh, uh, strippers or porn stars or anything. They, didn't, they had a problem with guns. That's what they were attacking. And they masked it in the midst of all this other stuff. That was just as wrong to take people's money, freeze their accounts, and do all these other kinds of things without due process, because that's the Fifth Amendment, by the way. So when they come and take your property and you haven't been convicted of a crime or even indicted, that is against the law that they're supposed to be held under. The law they're supposed to be held, not, not us. Okay? So now what are we hearing? Well, we're hearing this again, and it's happening under Obama's third term under the illegitimate sniffer-in-chief, Joe Biden. Now we're hearing that firearms purchases are reportedly being blocked by credit card companies.
we had a statement saying the charge declined restricted card customer bank does not allow this card to be used at this type of merchant. And it's a gun store. It's a gun store. And again, I referenced Operation Choke Point um, and the deals with risky behavior in this. And then this report came from Zero Hedge. And I don't know how those guys over there crank out so much stuff. It's incredible. Uh, but they, they really stay, they stay on top of it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really incredible over what those guys do. I'd love to see how they're doing on that. <laughs> anyway, Zero Hedge. Gun rights advocates warned that a new change to the credit card industry to add a firearm and ammunition specific merchant category code for gun stores, it wasn't about tracking guns necessarily. No, no, no. It is you, you conspiracy theorists, you tinfoil hat knuckleheads. What, what, why would you think that we're after? Why would you think we're targeting gun stores and tracking guns? Why, why would you think such a thing? We have your best interest at heart, but could lead to denial of lawful firearms purchases by law abiding citizens. Well, that's exactly what. See, here's the thing these guys have figured out. They're going to hit it at every angle they can. Let me show you. First, they do the frontal assault. And that happens in Congress, and it happens at the bully pul uh, pulpit of the White House. They come out and they say, we're going to ban certain types of guns. We shouldn't have weapons of war on the street. You know, the, you know the whole talk. Despite the fact that they, they armed their military, the boys in blue, with those weapons of war. They're fine with the weapons of war being in the hands of their guys, the agents of the state. And if you're a police officer and you're upset at me for saying that, who pays your bills? The state does. Yep. Now, you're supposed to uphold the law, and I know there are some who seek to try to do that. I get it. But I'm saying, overall, the whole concept is the police force is our agents of the state. That's what they are. They're agents of the state. And so... <clears throat> What's going on here? Well, they have no problem, again, arming the agents of the state, but they want to take your arms. Anybody remember Diane Feinstein years ago? And I think it was on 60 Minutes, and she said, well, if I had my way, I'd say, Mr. and Ms. America, turn them all in. Well, I'm glad Diane Feinstein is not the final uh, say-so, this Chinese uh, treasonous old woman who needs a good neck stretching before she goes to see the judge. And I mean that. I don't care what she thinks. Because the fact of the matter is, there is no authority to do this. And so this is where the people are going to have to get in their minds something we talked about before. We do not have constitutional rights. We don't. Constitution doesn't grant us our rights. So let's get that out of our mind. We have God-given rights. Our Creator gave us certain rights, speaking, gathering together with who we want, and not gathering with who we don't want. To worship the Lord our God by dictates of Scripture and our conscience, and what Scripture is giving to us out of that, we have the right to do it. We don't have the right to worship false gods. God doesn't give us that right. He gives us the right to worship Him and Him alone, the way He said to worship Him. Okay. We have the right to keep and bear arms. That doesn't come from the Constitution, guys. I'm just saying, 
Because I hear all these people really scared saying, oh, well, they're, if they change the Constitution, wait a minute, do you believe you have God-given rights or constitutional rights? Because there is a difference. There's a difference in that. And your mindset's going to dictate to you how you present yourself in that. For instance, let me give you an instance. Uh, our friend out there at um, out there in Huntington Beach, Tony Roman. You hear how that guy talks? He doesn't talk like his rights and his liberty come from government. And the, oh, I might have stepped out of. He says no. No. I'm not going to do what you say because you have no authority to tell me, a free man, what to do in my own business. Good for him. That should be an example when it comes to guns, when it comes to free speech, when it comes to assembling together, when it comes to fulfilling our duties religiously, if you want to use the term, out in the public square. Religion is not held to uh, your house. It is not held to your person. It is not held to a church building you go to. It is supposed to be flourishing. You're supposed to be a light, not hid under a bushel. You're to be a city on a hill. And true and undefiled religion requires that you go out. You visit the orphans and take care of the widows. Ah, yeah, that's outside the church building, and that's outside your house. It may start in your house because Paul says you got to take care of your own, and if you don't take care of your own widows, you're worse than an infidel and an unbeliever. So, here are these guys, they're finding every way around it. So they attack frontally through legislation, through the bully pulpit of executive orders, nonsense, okay? And then they come in and they do things like, okay, we're going to ban certain imports. We've got to ban on Russian ammo and Russian um, weapons coming to the country now, just like they did with Obama. We've had bans on ammunition here in the States. We, they've even been so sneaky as to have certain rules and regulations over lead. Now they're starting to come out with bullets that are made out of all kinds of other stuff. Praise the Lord for that. That's good. See, the more tyrants push this kind of stuff, and by the way, gun control is dead. I, I'm just, it's literally dead with the invention of 3D printing. Ain't no way you're going to keep up with all of it. Just There's no way. You couldn't keep up. These people couldn't keep up with it anyway. Now 3D printing, you can print that stuff, and it works just fine. No serial numbers. Nobody knows what you've got, who, how many you've got, or any of that. Gun control is dead. I know they're still advancing it. They're pushing, but it's dead for all intents and purposes. Because where tyrants come in and they oppress the people, the people will always find a way around it. That they will. They'll always find a way around it. So here's, here's the rest of the story. In September, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express all said they would adopt the MCC code to categorize cells at gun shops. Months later, several social media posts of alleged gun stores and customers claimed they experienced card issues. Twitter account Battlecock Tactical. Sounds like a South Carolina company to me. I don't know. I like that, though. Tweeted, Federal Firearms License Gun Shop. And a Facebook group shared this. Looks like the Doomers accurately called how that new firearms merchant code would go down. 
Uh, their images show what appears to be a retail point of sale system at an FFL that reads $913.70. Transaction was declined. The error code on the merchant's computer read, transaction declined, charge declined, restricted card customer bank does not allow this card to be used at this type of merchant. Brought to you by, let's, let's give this bank here so nobody gives them business who's listening here who might be in Kentucky or uses them out of state. Fort Bank in Kentucky, F-O-R-C-H-T Bank in Kentucky. And the customer went straight to the bank and closed their account. And you see a screenshot here of what they saw at the point of sale. They were trying to buy a weapon, apparently almost $1,000 here. So you, you, you can see the image. Those of you who are listening, that's, that's what it read on there. Uh, then there was another picture from the customer's view had the same error uh, message. So they took one on either side. You know how they have two monitors now uh, on at the register. So same thing. They get they get the same message here. Um, several people had responded to this, and I think this is important because people are paying attention. They're not stupid. There are some stupid people among us. Don't get me wrong. There there are. There are hardheads, and I mean that in the term, in the way I'm saying it. I'm not trying to demean. I'm trying to say there are people who just don't get it. They want to, th they want to live in a bubble and think this stuff's not happening when it is. So several people caught it, and they said someone with the handle Anarchy Coiner tweeted, "I had this happen with my PayPal credit card. I tried to use it to buy ammo at my local FFL and it was denied. Now I had, I had not had that problem. I have not shut down the PayPal account. I want to." Uh, for me, it's it's a time issue. It's just I got a bazillion things that are more pressing to me, whether or not I close the PayPal account or not. Uh, although I, that is an intention that I have, but I, I've never had that problem. And I've paid with my PayPal card, but maybe this is something that happened within I don't know. Maybe since the last time I bought a gun, which you know I lost with all my others in a boating accident. Uh, but another person said, tried to buy a PSA dagger. By, by the way, Palmetto State Arms, they make a little dagger. It's akin to a, uh, a Glock, um, but maybe half the price. <laughs> They're pretty nice. Tried to buy a PSA dagger slide a bit ago and had the same issue ordering from their website with my debit card. Credit card let me order, though. Hmm. Well, credit cards come from banks, right? They come from banks too. Why are they not doing So apparently just some banks are picking up on this, apparently. The article goes on to say, and perhaps the good the gun advocates were right from the get-go. As credit card companies are rolling out the new code in mid-September, National Shooting Sports Foundation uh, lawyer Lawrence Keene explained it was never about gathering data to aid law enforcement. Of course it's not. It has nothing to do with that. The whole NICS system is about building a, a gun registry and database. Don't, don't doubt me on this. We already have the information that they know the, the people who got it, the people who didn't get guns when they were when they was put in, and then they can come back. And now they're trying to openly create a database for those who were denied so they can investigate them. They haven't committed a crime. They just want to investigate them. That's what they're doing. 
He goes on, it is and always has been a concerted effort to pressure credit card companies to deny lawful purchases of firearms and put every single gun purchaser on a watch list. That is exactly what this is. Exactly what this is. An alleged former FFL holder had this to say. This is a guy by the name of, he goes by Jason Armstrong on Twitter. Well, that's his name. He goes by Jason Datavis. Jason and then D-A-T-A-V-I-Z in case you want to follow him on Twitter. As a, fa as a former FFL, I would strongly encourage FFLs, dealers, retailers, and consumers to start looking into Bitcoin. I'm a big fan. After doing a lot of research, transactions are peer-to-peer -peer and do not go through a third-party bank or processor. I think it's the future of payments. Well, that may be or may not be. I'm not going to get into the blockchain stuff. I, you know, If blockchain remained decentralized and government had no handle on it, I like decentralization. I, I like that. But even Bitcoin and stuff requires you have the funds there. Now, can you get those from um, your credit card? Yeah, sure. You can, you can get those. But you're going to have to wonder when they're going to start shutting down, allowing you to buy Bitcoin and crypto coins and stuff like that with your credit card. Going to have to wonder when that's going to happen, too. So keep that in mind. At every given step, they are trying to subvert the rights that you have to keep and bear arms. And they'll say, well, we're not, bought, we're not, we're not stopping you from keeping the guns you've got. We're not st stopping you from bearing them. Oh, yeah, you are. You've got all kinds of rules that people can't carry open. They have to carry concealed and they have to get a permit, a permit to, to exercise their right. That's against the law, too, by the way. You want to make people disarm before they go in government buildings? Do you really think everybody in your county or state is going to go shoot up the government buildings? No. No. Those who are law-abiding people, and when I'm saying law-abiding, I'm talking about they're self-governed under the law of God by the grace of Christ. Those people, are they're not to be feared as far as going and committing crimes. They don't go around waving and brandishing their weapons. They're not doing stuff like that. They keep them. They use them if they absolutely have to use them. Otherwise, they don't. They may practice. They may train, do all this stuff. But they're not anything to be feared. But these people want you to fear anybody that has a gun. That's what that's their message, is it not? Guns are dangerous. Guns are bad for America. Guns are bad for people. Guns are bad for children. Nonsense. They're bad for ignorant people who don't use them, who don't know how to use them. Can't tell you how many families I've seen with small children and they're scared to show their child the gun, scared to take them out there and shoot the gun and take away that curiosity they have. And the child goes and finds a gun and thinks it's a play toy and kills themselves. Seen several families, even in my area, who've done that. They're not responsible with what's there. Don't touch, don't taste. That's a Pharisaical kind of maneuver there. The thing is, is you show them 
what it is, what it does, why you use it, when you don't use it, how to respect the weapon so that you're not playing a fool by handling it improperly. And parents won't do that. They won't deal in the reality of what their child's going to grow up in. We took our kid, I took our kids out when they were little. And we shot guns. We shot handguns. We shot rifles. We shot them at things. I set up an old wooden chair that was coming apart in the woods. And we shot at it. And they heard how loud it was. And they felt the force of it. And they saw what it did to that chair. And they knew right then, even at young ages, they knew if you mess with a gun, you're going to hurt something or, or someone or yourself if you are not careful and know what you're doing with that. It is not a toy. It's not a toy Nerf gun that if you shoot it and shoot your brother in the head, he's not going to die. He's going to die. And parents don't do that either. Many of them. So now we've got this going on. Is this an infringement of the Second Amendment? Yeah, it is. I got a question for you. Who's going who's gonna to enforce the dealing with these criminals when they try to come to your neighbor about this? Because sooner or later, these banks are going to narc on you for trying to get this gun. That's going to find its way up, and they're going to go, oh, we had, we had this thing saying that you were declined, and uh, we'd like to come in and talk with you. You got a warrant? Get off my property. And even if you have a warrant, there's no crime in me trying to purchase a gun and being declined by a bank because they've gone woke over this. And I don't even like that woke term. I don't even like that. They've gone Marxist over this. They're no longer American. This is why we need to bring it. We need to rein in corporations here. We used to do that in the United States. Believe it or not, we used to rein in corporations and they had to be evaluated every so many years. And we need to dissolve Washington, D.C. You want to fix this problem? It's either we're going to dissolve D.C. or the men who are listening to me now, you and I, as men, we congregate together in our communities, our local communities, and we be men, like men used to be. And we start enforcing the law. That's what Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 says. We're the law enforcers. You get lawless immigrants coming in, what do you do? You're to repel that invasion. You're to put down the insurrection when they come to burn your streets and your cars and your buildings. That's the answer. It's the people. And the people who want the law upheld are the ones standing back and not upholding the law. We've got to do that. We're the solution. We really are. Bradley, be with you at 3. We'll talk to you in the morning with the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Rotten to the Core Wednesday. See you then.